1: All right, it is that time once again, the final of 10 conference previews of the 2023 season. I am Brad Powers. This is Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. Zach Phillips, as always, producer extraordinaire behind the controls. Before we talk some SEC football, which, you know, has been a pretty much a slam dunk for many years. It might be changing, at least at the top of the West. Hint, hint there. Let me first remind everybody, let's pay some bills. Hit the books brought to you by BetStamp. Easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at BetStamp.app slash books or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it helps support the show. Kanish, we've done a bunch of these, buddy. We're saving the best for last. I don't know if it's going to be the best in the future with the rumors about what the Big Ten could be adding, uh, but obviously over the last 15 years, no doubt about it. The SEC has been the best conference in college football. And obviously at the top, we're going to start it off, not with Alabama, believe it or not, the team that we'd probably, if we were doing this show for the last 15 years, we'd probably lead with them for a majority of those seasons. We're going to start off with the two-time defending champ, Georgia Bulldogs, a team that, in my opinion, is a lot better off than what they were last time, uh, last year at this time, when they had all that production replaced as far as the NFL draft, specifically on the defense side of the ball. There are some questions still about Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, was it kind of a fluke the way they won that title the year before? What does Georgia do? They go out and go 15-0. and 0, And then you look at this year's team. Yeah, Stetson Bennett's gone. But last I checked, he wasn't a world beater. I think they got a more talented quarterback in Carson Beck. Uh, offense line still one of the best in the country. I know what is the best in the country. That's Brock Bowers, a generational type tight end uh, as far as talent there. Defense as good as anybody in the country. And I think for our purposes, schedule, probably most favorable of anybody at the top as far as not only SEC, but anybody in the national title picture, whether we're talking Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Georgia has the easiest pathway, at least in the regular season. And I'm here to tell you if they're 12-0, and 0, and even if they were to lose the SEC title game, uh, if it was a close loss, they're probably still making the playoffs. So I got to tell you, Kanish, I mean, I don't see a scenario where this team isn't in the playoffs unless off the field issues catch up with this team.
0: It just means more, baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, listen, we, I think we both, uh, there was one shop in town over the over the spring that had a, a three-to-one national title uh, that we were both getting a piece of there. As you said, I mean, I think this team has literally, like, of the 10 games, you would consider maybe two of them, two, as, like, even potentially losable and we think they're gonna win it. like again i think they're probably a you know house money for 12 and 0 but outside of at auburn at tennessee i mean i don't think that there's even like a remote chance this team has another the game on the schedule that's a potential loss um you know what the one factor is there as you said maybe you know stetson bennett he whatever happened hey, in the national title game, he was flinging it around. I mean, he did hit kind of a magical stride there towards the end. But overall, his full body of work seems very replaceable for a guy like Carson yeah. Beck, who's super talented. Um, I, I, I mean, they've hit that recruiting cycle, and you're seeing the they're they're paying the dividends where they just hit. You know, it was boom, no, top three class, top three class, top three class. And now uh, it's all—I mean, they're—they're—they're they're, they're the new Bama baby. It's just reload, reload, reload. Uh, and you—you you thought last year's team would have had a lot more to, uh, you know, overcome in terms of reloading. I'll say this: has, has significantly less uh, outside of the quarterback yeah. position. They're just absolutely stocked. There's no real. Uh, you know, position group on the – you know, we went over uh, some of the things that Ohio State has. We went over some of the things that Michigan has in terms of potential flaw areas uh, as the position groups and the new quarterback and the – I don't really know outside – you know, if Carson Beck is even uh, – unless he's a disaster – and there's even some other guys that could trot out there if Beck has an yeah. injury or something. So, yeah, this it, it, it seems like house money to get to the playoff. Uh, I'm, I'm not too worried about – you know, the – when you talk about motivation and all that, there's so many guys that cycle in. I think that's more of a you know a pro thing where it's the same guys over and over and over. At college, you see what Bama did for you know five, seven, eight years where when you got these new guys cycling in every year, I don't think there's any shortage of any shortage of new you know motivation or getting the team up. So yeah, uh, I mean maybe try and keep them under the speed limit, but other than that, <laughs> uh, that that's, yeah, the Georgia speed limit seemed the only thing that can stop this team.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm sure uh, the police officers are given strict orders uh, as far as how to handle some of those. Work, yeah, yeah, know. warnings. So, <laughs> yeah, warnings. Exactly. Yeah, I. I mean, you know, you worry about complacency, but they do have a legitimate opportunity to do something that's never been done in the AP poll history. We're going back to the 1930s and be that first 3 threepeat. And I tell you, I bet it uh, because I, you know, I bet Georgia to win the title. I, I, you even. Uh, texted me this is a couple months ago but you said hey there's still three to one available I said yeah I mean that's a good number uh, I mean I, I think this number should probably be in the two to one range so uh, if you find anything like that I, I think thumbs up for me there uh, do we do anything with the win total I am not bad 11 and a half I'm just not built to bet over 11 and a half have you done it
0: No, I mean, you know, there's always that. I mean, I remember there was the Missouri game last year where, uh, you know, it was a bad –
1: there's always that one
0: week no matter, you know, who it is, where you're going to be, you know, and potentially get caught, a couple turnovers – some weather, something that could happen where, you know, you can lose again no matter how good you are. So, yep. no, uh I didn't bet, uh, you know, an over – if I – you know, a juiced 11, would I bet? I don't think there won't exist, but would I bet a juiced 11? That'd be different. But am I going to bet an 11 Yeah. And a half? No. There um,
1: was some juiced 11s available, but they got eaten up. So, that just yeah, shows yeah. you, I mean, you don't see that very often, folks. I mean, people <laughs> <right. laughs> nabbing up over 11. Uh, So that just shows you where Georgia's at. Let's talk about the program that's been at Georgia's level, at least for the better part of the last 15 years, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think you said it best when you were talking about comparing Georgia to Ohio State and Michigan, you know, there's question marks at, at certain positions, not major question marks, but still question marks. Alabama's, you know, right there with Ohio State and Michigan, there's question marks at certain key positions. And let's talk about the key position for Alabama being a question mark, that being the quarterback position, which, Hasn't been a question mark for Alabama for the better part of the last five six years, really. Till you know Jalen Hurts got to go in there in twenty sixteen, uh, but there are question marks. I mean, you watch the spring game left a lot to be desired. Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow. You got an Alabama program that was you know each last two years in the regular season five games decided by a touchdown or less, and that was with the number one pick in the draft at quarterback. And now there's a clear downgrade there. I also compared to Georgia, I mean, that because that's who you want to compare it to past Alabama teams and Georgia, the current King. I'm not seeing development. I mean, I, I, you know, as far as, you know, I see these recruiting class rankings for Alabama, those haven't changed for them. But what I have seen is I don't see a lot of elite wide receivers like they had for the better part of four or five years, starting in like 2017 through 2021. I don't see that on this year's roster. I don't see offensive linemen, uh, you know, you know, first-round draft picks at left tackle and right tackle. Don't see that on the roster. Defensively, I think they'll be fine. But, man, I, I got to tell you, the question marks at quarterback, the fact that they had to go out and get Tyler Buckner post-spring, I don't know if it bodes well. The, the, the best thing I think Alabama has going for them this year is a lot of their toughest games are at home. LSU, Texas, Tennessee. If it was last year's schedule – where they had to play all three of those games on the road, I'd be calling for maybe a 9-3 and type Alabama season, which they haven't had here uh, since 2010.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you, no, you said it, that it. By all accounts, it seems like they went out in the offseason and tried to buy themselves a portal quarterback, and they couldn't get one. And for whatever reason, I don't know, it seems like, I, I, off, whatever we can call it, off the record, they tried to get Drake May. He didn't take the money. Yep. They tried to get Talia Tagula. He didn't take the money.
1: Yeah. Who and was it? Ta- Tal- 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 Talia Talia, Talia Taguilar. Whatever.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Listen. He says he got offered 1.5 million by an SEC school. Uh, yeah. Let me. Say, I, I can put the. I wonder which school did it that needed a quarterback that where his brother played. I think we know which one it was, and he didn't take it. Were, I'm sure they. Went out, so they ended up. You're with Tommy Reese's, you know, uh, boy, there Buckner, who we obviously last year were not a big fan of playing for Notre Dame. You've got a Tommy couple Reese guys.
1: Tommy Reese wasn't, and he went out and got Sam Hartman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so you know what, a couple of guys last year that that didn't look particularly good. Uh, you, know, you know, when Bryce Young was out, and so it's like now I think you know one of those you got three quarterbacks, you got none type of deal. And as you're saying, if this isn't the team that. You know, it has uh, you know the elite elite level skill talent they've had in the past, and the team that offensive line is gonna be able to line up and run the ball. And it's now we were at where Texas A&M we think's gonna be a level up. LSU seems to be trending towards uh being back among the elite elites. Um, so that you know these games in the past, which might has not been as difficult. Auburn finally, uh, also Auburn is uh, you know Auburn is back in terms of like uh back in there they got a real coach and uh they've had some recruiting flips on the trail here where uh I think they're I think they're uh, handing out those uh those Cam Newton bags again because uh they just flipped a couple of five stars from Bama and Georgia so uh yeah I think listen this this might be the the beginning of the of the end for the Bama the Bama Saban dynasty here as um this 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 year could go this year could go, uh, you know, if, if they don't really find a quarterback, uh, as you said, it could be a, you know, a nine-win type of year. And, obviously, we, we took some under 10.5s there. And, uh, I mean, yeah. they've got some uh, multiple very losable games on this schedule.
1: Yeah, Zach, if you can pull it up, we can find anything less than maybe minus 140 on the win total. I'm okay going under 10.5 uh, wins. I, I have bet it, and I, I think I laid 125 on personal bet. So, I was – that hasn't happened. I haven't, you know, raced the window to bet an under 10.5 on an Alabama win total since Saban got this thing going, 20, 2009. So, uh, yeah, if Zach, if you can find something like that, I know they're pretty juiced. So, I mean, I'm not going to lay more than, you know, the 150, 160 fading Alabama, but I, I just don't see it. I, I don't. Uh, you mentioned you brought up some, some possible contenders. There we go. Uh, 150. I'll leave that up to uh, Kanish. Are we laying 150? I mean, I'd
0: go whatever we want to call it, half unit on it. Uh, Half unit Alabama
1: under ten and a half. Because we are both strong in our opinion. We might as well back it up a little bit that we're fading Alabama. Uh, The weekly show that starts up August the 7th, we will be, you know, unless we see something different with the Crimson Tide, uh, a little preview, we're going to be against Alabama starting in week two uh, in the Texas game. Uh, We've kind of hinted at that in some of the prior shows. Let's talk about some of the programs that could contend, not only this year, but maybe you mentioned even Auburn. I think I was sharp on your behalf. They're going to be a real problem for Alabama in the future. But the team that was a problem, at least in the West, for Alabama last year, the team that actually won the West Division was LSU. Shocking many, including myself. Not a big Brian Kelly fan, but what's he doing year one? He beats Alabama on a gutsy two-point conversion call. And I'm here to tell you, this year's LSU team is much better, deeper, more talented, Than last year's team, Jane Daniels back, at quarterback, finally put on 15, 20 pounds. I think he's a legit Heisman contender this year. And if he can't get the job done, I think they have a capable backup in Nussmeyer. They had a pair of two freshman offensive tackles starting for him last year. Obviously, I think they'll be better as sophomores. Running back position, they go out and get Logan Diggs, I think was a big pickup post-spring from Notre Dame. Uh, And they got some talented guys there. I don't know if they have an alpha, but they got plenty of talent there. I like neighbors at wide receiver. Defense. They have arguably the best defensive player in the country. Uh, Linebacker. Uh, They're bigger, stronger, deeper, and faster than last year's team. Now, I thought they were kind of fluky the way they won a few games. Alabama game, if they just dropped the two point conversion, what's the narrative on LSU? Probably not the same, but man, this year's team's better. And at least we'll find out right away what they got with the Florida State game in week (sighs) one. You and I on this very show, this is why you got to set up the notifications. We were doing this live in what? February and March said over (laughs) eight and a half wins. That was way short of FanDuel. That was the one that really stuck out to us. It's been painted nine and a half ever since. I would actually lean over nine and a half. That's how strong I, I like that bet that you and I gave out. What do you think about the Tigers' finish?
0: Yeah, I mean, even I think we did the year-end wrap-up show when the, the Natty odds first came out, uh, and then the one where we were talking, the one that instantly got hit—we was LSU forty to one, which was that you know I think posted for about an hour, uh, you know, at the end of last season. Um, but no, as you said, there's kind of a balance here between. They're a better team this year, but they're also pretty fortunate. Last year, I remember yeah, you know the, there fun. was a moment at the beginning of last season where people, including myself, I think I have some Brian Kelly tweets. I had to eat some crow on towards the end of the year, where uh, you know he was really able to turn around. Give it, give him, give him a lot of credit. I don't like the guy, but he's a hell of a football coach, um, and he was able to take you know kind of salvage that season, which could have gone off the rails early. Um, but as you're saying now, they've got much significantly better depth. I will say, LSU – I would never question LSU's talent again in, in that last Ed on season where, like, half the team opted out, there was some more injuries, yeah. and they're still, like, beating Texas A&M at the last week with with a bunch – with, like, their third-string talent. It's like whatever they have in the water there in Louisiana, like, yeah. there's never a shortage of talent on this roster. Even the guys that aren't, like, rated by 247 and then up top, like, they're just absolutely loaded – uh you know in the depth chart there and as you said a couple you know they started some young guys last year they'll all be better i like the fact that they have the nussmeyer uh, you know the jane down likes to run a lot got dinged up a few times last year they That's have the nussmeyer option if that happens where like the season you know a lot of in you know, the transfer porter error you know if your qb1 gets hurt kind of the the season can go off the rails they have that nice option there if he's not playing well or he gets hurt or something um Schedule-wise, would be would be the you know the other side of the coin. A lot of tough games. Um, you know, it's just going to be one of those where you, how many weeks in a row uh, you know can you get up? Even the you know the, the that like at Mississippi State, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Auburn. Even and you know you got an Army triple option game mixed in there, which is not fun to play. Uh, right, be, you know before you play Bama, Florida, and you know, so it's it's tough. Um, but at the same time. You know, they, they got the goods. They got the right coaching staff. Um, and, they, you know, it'll be a real deal. It's just that that SEC West is, uh, can, it, is a little harrowing this year uh, in, in terms of um, it's finally, you know, you, Bama maybe not dead yet. Texas A&M hopefully is their stuff together. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other teams that are on the right, you know, the traction, as we mentioned, Auburn. So it, it's just going to be a tough schedule. But, hey, maybe it all comes together for them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you do have to, you know, wonder if there's some regression. I tweeted this out a few weeks ago. Kelly, sixteen and two, last eighteen games decided by one possession. I think the majority of the great coaches are going to have a winning record in close games, but sixteen and two. Uh, I don't. He's been running hot. Uh, I, being a Notre Dame fan, I've seen when he's run cold. Twenty sixteen season when he he went like zero and eight in one possession games. He's capable. Uh, he's capable. I'm just telling everybody he's capable of it going a little sour. But, I mean, I'm optimistic. I mean, if you had to pinpoint me on a record, I'd be more on the 10-2, and two, uh, more likely than even 9-3. and three. Not, again, we had over eight and a half months ago. I'm fine with just sticking with that. Let's talk about another team that impressed last year. Came very close to winning a division title and uh, obviously had their best season in a couple of decades, that being the Tennessee Volunteers uh, out of the East. And really, what the only thing that got in their way was an injury to Hendon Hooker, and they, they might have been in the playoff last year. Uh, that South Carolina loss was a bad one, but they still go in the Orange Bowl. They beat Clemson. Now Hendon Hooker's gone. Uh, but we got a little bit of a preview towards this season. At the end of last year, Joe Milton started the last two games. Believe it or not, Kanish, he's not throwing an interception uh, in a Tennessee uniform. Yeah, I call that a massive surprise considering what we saw when he was at Michigan. But I, I, I table well. of it i will say that he's uh, i'm not all the way there yet but as talented as quarterback as any in the country as far as having a, the strongest arm i think the offense will be just fine they'll lose you know they'll miss high at, at wide receiver and whatnot but i think it's such a quirky offense that they'll find production at wide receiver top two backs uh return offensive line i don't think's elite uh, defense just you know stay out of the way from the offense force turnovers create pressure like they did last year I think they're as good as last year's defense schedule wise they'll be an underdog at Alabama they'll be an underdog against Georgia but other than that there's not a lot of I mean this program's really shaped up in the last couple of years I think clearly head and shoulders the number two team in the east what say you Kanish?
0: Yeah, you know what? If you, I remember the the early days of Joe Milton in Michigan, and you were like, oh. "This guy, where like he, it was not the right offense for his skill set." I yeah. will. Tell. I mean, I give him credit for identifying the talent, but he that that uh, the pro style more was, was not a Joe Milton fit. This much much better for uh, for his skill set. Um, I still question a little bit um, oh, yeah. in terms of how how reliable he can be game to game, down to down. Super explosive. They're going to throw a ton of deep balls. They're going to make a ton of splash plays. Um, But down in terms, also, Henan Hooker provided a lot of uh, you know physicality on the ground. Was able to run a lot more. Joe Milton, while being uh, you know built like a uh, you know a linebacker, doesn't really have the same uh, you know the quick twitch or any of that. I think that'll be kind of a step back in that. Um, But as you said, this offense just just seems to be able to you know ch- churn out points and explosive plays and that so um to, i guess with you know ceiling wise you know the question would be they seem to be again program what they're they're loading up on talent i think they'll be a contender for years to come i just don't know if this team is good enough this year um you know to beat a georgia to beat a bama and so then you're kind of looking at, if you don't if you, it's one of those games where you have you just in the SEC East, if you can't beat Georgia, what's it look I mean I mean
1: maybe yeah, I, I guess point.
0: you know the the best case scenario is maybe you lose that game if you go eleven and one you can sneak into that, be the SEC two well, in the playoff. Um yeah,
1: but you got twelve team playoff, you can be a playoff team. Well, that I would say, yeah, under the new the, the new regime, yeah, you know, yeah, they'll
0: be able to get. It. But this year specifically, yeah. um I you know what? We'll see. We'll see if they can get it done. I just I just think yeah. they're they're in a little bit of. It's like they're they're going up against the Goliath here uh, in Georgia every year to to win the division, um, and I don't think they're there.
1: No, they're not. I and mean, even last year showed it. Um, I, that was one that I think a lot of the sharper people loved and thought that was a gift Georgia against Tennessee last year. Um, you know that, that at least that number creeped down to where it was, and obviously Georgia dominated that game worse than the final. Uh, it was one win total though. I didn't. I, I regret not betting under nine and a half, uh, you know, when when it was reasonably juiced. But I think nine's very fair. Have you touched the win total on Tennessee this off season?
0: No, nothing for me. It was, you know what? I, I thought it was kind of right in range there. Uh, a little bit concerned around where you know Milton, uh, if he can you know be elite in some of these games that it's going to have to be to beat um, you know Alabama and a Georgia. So I didn't touch it. Um, I, I would you know. 10 to lean under, but uh, at minus 150, it's not a play for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. Lean, totally agree. At 150, lean under 9.5 there for Tennessee. We've mentioned this team. Uh, We expect improvement. Let's talk about it. There has to be improvement compared to uh, what a dumpster fire was a year ago. Obviously, I'm going back and forth east-west here, but let's go to the west division, talk Texas (sighs) A&M. Lightning rod of a head coach in Jimbo Fisher. I'm not sure that there was a more poorly coached offense in America last year. Considering the talent level, it was despicable. I don't know. You know, I don't think anybody knows for certain what's this going to be with by Petrino. It's at least intriguing. Could be gasoline on a fire. I don't know. What I do know is the talent's still there. uh, And and a lot of the true freshmen that played last year, Connor Wigman, at quarterback, Evan Stewart, wide receiver, should be better this year. And I like both those kids. And what I also like is, I know they took their lumps on the defensive line last year as true freshmen in the SEC, but man, they are loaded. They are big. They're talented. They're deep up front on the defensive line. I think find a running back, and I think they'll be okay there. Ruben Owens is a five star true freshman. That's the one position you can come in and play as a freshman and be a hell of a player. I think that this team's going to be all right. Now, coaching staff, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just don't know. With that being said, I bet over seven and a half. Uh, wins. I did take a little bit of under eight and a half at a night at, at decent juice. Uh, not that I recommend going for a middle, but I think at minimum this has to be an eight and four type season. Otherwise I, you start calling up the, the Texas oil guys and seeing if we can buy this guy's contract out.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, this is one of those. If if he didn't have that fully guaranteed, God, there's no way he'd still be the coach. Like, yeah, hey, that's point. just one of the a life lesson there for uh, a future AD to not uh, you know sign your life away to a, a coach like that. I again, I, I know you know when the futures first came out, played a little uh, thirty to one, hoping that you know the ceiling was on there. On this
1: show, thirty to one. Yeah, finished.
0: on this show, baby. Um, but. I I totally agree with you. I, some of Jimbo's answers, you wanted to hear, like, Bobby's in control of the offense, it's his. Uh, and instead, you got, like, a bunch of evasive, and I don't know. So we didn't, I didn't. Also, I just, it's, it's not only the Petrino-Jimbo dynamic. I hate some of the coaches on that, like the DJ Durkin defense, that garbage, you know, like three, three, five. He runs with the light box and they got pounded in some of the games last year. He ran that at Michigan. I hate the defense. He runs in the SEC. He runs the worst version of that three, three, five uh, where, you know, I like whatever TCU does with the super aggressive. He does the exact opposite and I hate it. Uh, (laughs) Steve Adazio at offensive line. um, It's I just I just don't like the As you said. I don't like. Not the good staff. human
1: beings on that staff. I'll, I, I'll, I'll say
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't like the mesh It seems like Jimbo hired a bunch of his boys, and I, I don't know. Maybe Petrino can come in and save it, uh, and, and you know, every and the offense works. They're not short on talent. They had a bunch, you know. The, and I'm still a little worried about. I know they let go of a number of the the culture issue guys uh, that were you know uh, lighting up blunts in the locker room after a loss because they, they nobody respects the coaching staff, but. I'm still worried about, uh, you know, how, how does that uh, even happen? I was I, I, like, yeah. what a joke. I mean, yeah. so I, I have some concerns that they didn't turn over enough of the staff, but we'll see what Petrino's offense can do if they really give them the reins. Um, it's kind of a what I would say is a, a low floor, high ceiling type year um, and a, a, a yeah. year where like, Jimbo really needs to come through, or I mean, or or he does, or he gets paid out his 50 million to go be an analyst on ESPN or something.
1: Yeah, I think you've said it. I couldn't say it any better. Low floor, high ceiling. You don't hear that too often, folks. Uh, could be a wildly variant season. That's why I took a little piece of over the best number I can find. Took a little piece of the under the best I could find. I'm not gonna recommend it right now at current prices uh, for for A and M. Thirty to one, definitely could see the team you know win the West. So I thought thirty to one was a, a great buy by you when it probably should be fifteen to one. We shall see on that one, and we'll we'll see relatively early week two. You want to talk about what could be an absolute dumpster fire of a game, or I don't know, just it's intriguing to me. Texas A&M at Miami. That's we'll, the we'll NIL bowl teams. And who's going to run out of cash first? <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. Be interesting. Who
0: has wasted more money on recruits that have washed out in the last two years?
1: Oh my God. Uh, let's talk. Speaking of, of, you know, recruiting, especially the transfer portal. Let's go to Lane Kiffin, uh, who Jim, he, Jimbo and him are not. Uh, let's just say they're not on the Christmas card list. Uh, if you follow their back and forth. But uh, Ole Miss, I think Lane's done a great job here offensively. We talk about a lot of the question marks. for. I I can't believe this, but I probably would take all three of the Ole Miss quarterbacks over the three Alabama quarterbacks. I mean, so he's done a great job there. Jackson Dart's back. Uneven a little bit first season. We got to keep in mind, he was a transfer last year. He barely played as a freshman, a little bit under USC. So I thought he did okay there. Spencer Sanders, a very experienced transfer. I can't believe he. Decided to go to Ole Miss. I know. Uh, But he can be a change of pace guy. You can get him in the lineup, let him run around and do his thing, uh, even if it's 10 snaps a game. And then they have their quarterback of the future in Walker Howard. Quinshawn Judkins is as good as a running back as anybody in the country. Uh, Wide receivers, uh, they get the big uh, kid from uh, UTSA post-spring after they lost Keon Coleman to, to Florida State. So I think that's a positive there. Defensively, they get the, the Alabama defensive coordinator, Pete Golding. So I think they will be improved on the defensive side of the ball uh, as far as at least scheme at the very least. So uh, 7.5 I think it's a fair number. I took an uh, over 7 early in the process. It wasn't one of my favorite bets, but I think it's a 7-5, and 8-4 and four team. The, the, the concern I have, Kanish, is, man, Alabama and LSU are in September. That's tough. I mean, uh, especially, you know, you lose those games, maybe you get blown out. Uh, what's the temperature of that locker room at that point. You know, they, they had a really easy schedule last year to start when they started 7-0. When the schedule got tougher, they were a fraud, a phony, and they lost five of their last six games. I think it's kind of – I don't know what the level is. I think Lane has them where this program's ceiling is unless they go out and cheat like they did under Hugh Freeze and just buy number two, number three recruiting classes. If they're not doing that, I think 7-5, and 8-4 and four is about where this program is
0: yeah i'm with you it's uh you know it should be a very fun offense the quarterback depth is huge uh, again for them for a a, you know a team that likes to run the quarterback so much they're always you know good on the ground they got judkins uh i think their offensive line will be okay um and and, you know a lane offense i I always believe in is going to put up some numbers the defense uh you know i I just talent wise it, it, it doesn't strike me golding is he an upgrade? I mean, this is a team that again we just talked about had Durkin for a few years, had Chris Parkridge running the same system as Durkin, yeah. you know that I didn't really particularly like. Um, so it, it's got you know I think it could be a uh, a bit better. Um, but the other thing with these Lane teams is I, I don't know if it's his you know again I know he's he's got he's a, he's a great content guy. Uh, he's yeah. good for some laughs, some talk trash these teams just seem to be uh, missing something in terms of like whether it be the culture or the seriousness around the program like they seem to be you know fun teams uh you know a team that can win seven eight games score a bunch of points I, I as you're saying though I totally agree with you in terms of like what's the real ceiling for for Lane at Old Miss are they gonna win conference championships are they gonna compete for national championships it just doesn't it seems like they're they're kind of at their their level right now, um, and so they'll be fun. Probably win, maybe win a game they shouldn't, lose a game they they shouldn't. Um, but I, I'm not sure much, how much more you can really do at Old Miss. Uh, and how much you know Lane, Lane hasn't been outside of uh, you know, and when he, when he's racking it up at FAU. Uh, I'm just I'm just not sure he's a guy who can get to the elite tier in the SEC as much as um, you know. I, I like him from a, from a content standpoint.
1: This was the quote in Athlon's preview. And I, you know, is there gambling content in there that's worth anything? No, but I think these coaching, anonymous coaching scouting reports, you can find quite a few nuggets in there. I thought the Ole Miss one had one. Kiffin, honestly, one of the five best play callers in the history of the game. This is the quote. He really is that good. He's also crazy inconsistent as a head coach. I thought that was pretty much well said there. We've seen ebbs and flows at USC one season. You're thinking, oh, my God, I mean, next season, their preseason, number one, they lose freaking six games. We saw it at FAU, wins like 11 games his first season, losing record the second season, conference champs the next. I don't know if he's going to be that wildly inconsistent here at Ole Miss, but I I don't see him breaking through, especially with Auburn being better. A&M's got more money. LSU's more consistent and more talented. Alabama, until Saban leaves, is going to be better. So I just – where are they at in this comp in that division, let alone the conference? So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, again, I played a little over seven, but not not seven and a half. After that bet that I made at one book, I think it was Caesars. It's been painted seven and a half. I, I just don't see too much value. Uh, you think
0: uh, he's if Sabin calls it quits after this year, you think he's, he's uh, in line for the Bama job?
1: He'd be. The, he has the personality to do it. Uh, it's going to take a very unique personality to want to wanna take that job. I mean, obviously money's money and no pain. It's a great job. I just don't know if you – you don't want to be the guy to replace the guy. Fair, uh, fair. You just don't. I mean – I agree. I, I wouldn't – I mean, I, I don't know. If I was in that position, I, I don't think I would take it. Uh, I just – because dabble has been floated out there because he's an Alabama kid uh, and went there you know, played there. I, I wouldn't take that job if I'm a Dabble. I just – I don't know, that's going to be a very intriguing hire. Great question. Is there any other teams? Because, I mean, obviously we can go in-depth on all these 14 SEC teams, but I I won't make this two hours. But, is I mean, we'll give out a few win totals here on teams that I think has some value. But any other teams that really catch your eye, Kanish, that you want to dive in deep uh, into? You know,
0: one that uh, you know, I've and I would love to hear your perspective on uh, that's kind of been a fade for me. It's been uh, Mississippi State uh, yep. in terms of played some under six and a half. I know there were a couple others in the industry
1: uh, yep.
0: that were kind of on that under as well. Um, just think that, uh, you know, don't really love the, you know, I know they've had obviously the, the Mike Leach passed away. But in terms of the coaching staff they have now some of the schedule aspect that they have. Um, it just seems like they're, they've kind of fallen down the the pecking order there. Uh, in, in terms of like, I just don't know what this program, um, what this kind of, you know, kind of what we talked about with Old Miss, but I think even the, it's a little lower there. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't love, even when Mike Leach was there, um, I, I wasn't a big fan of, of what they were doing. I think that, that kind of their, their defense was, was kind of like, a little bit over their head for a few years um i think this is at best uh a six win team and i think there's some some sixes still uh, six and a half still out there
1: yeah i just bet this not too long ago i think Willie hill caesars had 150 uh there's 160 there uh and this is one where i'm okay laying if that's the best we got i'm i'm still okay laying that six and a half i think i mean again i just bet uh nope down to six there huh uh, they do know me at that one, at that uh, book. Uh, and unfortunately, it took them a while, but they know me now. Uh, yeah, let's still go one, minus 160. I completely agree with you. Completely different offensive scheme. I was a big hire, a fan of the hire uh, at offensive coordinator. Schedule, they do have eight home games. They got a reasonable non-conference slate. I just think everybody in the West is better than them. They're not afraid to admit it. This is clear, in my opinion, the seventh best team in the division. I think Arkansas is better. I think Hugh Freeze obviously has much more coaching experience than Zach Arnett. Uh, I don't think anybody would would have had Zach Arnett as an SEC head coach 365 days ago. Uh, So he might be in it over his head. Maybe not long term, but I think for this first season he he will be. A game to keep an eye on that uh, might uh, trip him up, Arizona, even though it's at home week two, that's the type of team that they could lose to if they they don't have their – you know, T's uh, crossed and their I's dotted there as a coaching staff and as a roster. So under 6.5 for me and Kanish, minus 160. I'm okay with that one. I'm glad you brought that one up. That was one I was going to give out. Uh, what's your thoughts on South Carolina? Uh, another team I want to uh, go under 6.5. I like Beamer. like what he's doing. I just think they've been extremely fortunate in the last couple of years. They have overachieved compared to what they've had. Uh, don't have much returning production. I really am worried about the defense. I thought they went in the portal and got a lot more on that side of the ball. They didn't. Uh, I think there's too much positive uh, coming out of what they did at the end of last season, the big upset over Tennessee, upset over Clemson. I thought the Notre Dame game was, a, you know, I bet South Carolina the game. I thought oh, South I, Carolina was extremely fortunate that was a seven-point game. No, believe me, they had two pick sixes and a fake field goal touchdown. I mean, go look at the stats. That should have been a three-touchdown win for Notre Dame. Uh, Buckner, I mean – was not he was the mvp for both teams i put it that way uh he had a bunch of touchdowns for notre dame and then he's an idiot and you know keeping south carolina in the game with three picks so i just i'm not seeing it with south carolina and also the, what i'm also not seeing is the schedule starting with week one you want to talk about a really i mean i know people are making fun of game day going there but i honestly it's a really intriguing week one game north carolina south carolina uh, but there's a reason they're an underdog in that game. Clemson has revenge against them. That's non-conference, and then, you know, I think Tennessee's better. I think Georgia's better. We haven't talked Kentucky yet. I think Kentucky's better than them, uh, so I, I, not a lot of surefire wins. They've been fortunate to get to where they've been the last couple of years. I'm under six and a half.
0: No, I'm with you. Uh, I wish we, you know, I'm trying to find a head-to-head head for it, but I, I agree with you there. I think, uh, you know, as you said, the schedule is just brutal, even like the Jacksonville State game in the middle of, you got Rich Rod coming in and trying to score, you know, 100 points on you in the middle of, uh, you know, the, your, your SEC slate there, plus uh, North Carolina and non-con, the Clemson game, um, there's just not a lot of, and you know what, they had, they had a lot of talent, you know, that, that's one of the things I remember about, you know, when we were looking at that Notre Dame game, at first it was like, oh, South Carolina, that's an early buy then like, Guys just started opting yeah, out. Guys all are transferring. Right. Like, all, you know, a lot of their best players just, like, are hitting the door. And they didn't bring in. You know, the recruitings are going okay. But in terms of the transfer report, they didn't bring in a ton. Um, right. And it's like, you know, the Spencer Rattler. And I know, like, the last couple of games, it was like the light bulb came on in terms of their offense. And it's just like, oh, we're just going to start chucking it downfield, chucking it downfield. I think, if, you know, the teams they play clubs in that weren't super prepared for that. Do I believe in Spencer Rattler as a whole in terms of play? no no I don't. I think he's a lot more like the quarterback that played, you know, the first 10 and then the few seasons before that uh, than he is the, the quarterback in the last two. So I I agree with you. I, I'm just not a uh, you know a buyer. I know they're you know they're spending some money. They're trying to get the that Beamer. I kind of believe in what he's doing but on a game-to-game basis, with if you, if you look at the roster and the quarterback and that, it, it's it's not a team that I think uh, is you know a seven and five or better unit. So I agree with there. I uh, think they'll be they'll be fortunate to be bowling again.
1: Before we talk a few more teams, and we will uh, Zach will put us down for minus one fifty there. Bet three sixty five. We'll go South Carolina under six and a half. All right, Kanish, got a few more teams I want to mention here. What's your thoughts on Kentucky? This is a team that I didn't buy early, but man, I listened. To- SEC media days isn't going to, you know, swing me. But, man, I was listening to coaches, listening to people that all they do is eat, sleep, breathe SEC football. This kind of reminds me of a team, Ali uh, Corso used to say, uh, sneaking around the chicken coop a little bit maybe in the east. I think the offensive line has improved. I think Devin Leary can be a better quarterback at the college level than what they had in Will Levis last year. I like the sophomore wide receivers. They get uh, you know a thousand yard transfer running back from Vanderbilt. Uh, they ran for a thousand yards at Vanderbilt in the SEC a year ago. I think defense has been solid. They got a solid front. They've been recruiting well. They've been developing. I think Stoops is underrated as a coach. Uh, didn't you know bet it huge like I probably should have? But I'm kind of on the over six and a half on Kentucky. What say you?
0: Yeah, you know what? Uh it's funny you'd think that uh you know uh, Will Levis, all-star quarterback walks out the door and they're going to take a step back. I agree with you. I think uh you know if anything Leary's probably going to be a better, you know, co- a better option for them, better college quarterback uh than Will Levis was. Uh, you couldn't really ask for a better non-con. Uh I mean, Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, uh and then you You're know, Bain, get Florida you just, at
1: home. 5-0. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, I didn't partake in the, because, I mean, it gets, it gets, the real, the second half gets ugly down the stretch there. Yeah, it there, does. Uh, with, with, you know, a Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee at Cowbell, uh, Bama, South Carolina at Louisville. So, it's tough. I, it wasn't, uh, uh, you know, enough for me to want to go over six and a half there, but I agree with you that they're probably still hanging around that. I mean, they got a shy They were a team that, you know, I was kind of going into the year thinking I would fade this, uh. But you know they did. They just they kind of you know they're always going to play good defense you know, and some ball control. I think Leary will be an upgrade. So overall, um, it, it was a team that I came into the year looking to fade. But I, but I agree they're probably going to be a little bit better than I expected, uh, and you know might surprise some people down the stretch. It's just very you know two different seasons in terms of uh, they could be a team that starts five and zero. And then it's, you know, still trying to, you know, work the way to bull eligibility down the stretch. So overall, uh, no play for me on the win total. Um, but it, it's, 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 it's too much juice for me at, over to, over, at yeah, minus w- 160.
1: Fair enough. You're not rubber stamping it. We've already had several bets that are minus 150 or more juice here. Obviously, we're recording it the late July, early August. Lines have been out for the SEC for a couple months. The best stuff gets eaten up, at least as far as juice and a half win here. Half win there, uh, so but that is a lean for me, and I have I have made that bet. That it was late in the process on Kentucky. Any other teams uh, in the remaining four, or five that we haven't discussed? Uh, obviously, Arkansas, Auburn, Missouri, uh, Vanderbilt, and Florida. I can't believe we haven't talked Florida. But when your win total is five and a half hasn't budged at all, and I think it's a very fair number. Believe it or not, the fan base is going to go nuts if, if uh, they're five and seven, or even if they go over their win total and go six and six. I think they'll be ticked. Uh, any of the other teams that, that that have caught your eye that you bet uh, this off season?
0: Yeah, I mean the Florida one is is fascinating. If Nate, I mean they're they're still recruiting pretty well. It seems like I mean they they basically pulled the Bama on the portal, right? I think they tried to buy a few quarterbacks that were out there, uh, and nobody would take the money, and so now you're stuck with uh, Graham Mertz, uh, you know, potentially coming in in there, and, and uh, you know it's probably too late for them to to even go you know, go in any of the fall portal, so. We'll see what they can do uh, on offense, but I'm not sure, you know, how much faith do they have in Napier going in? I mean, if this is a four and eight, you know, five and seven type of year, does he get another year? Uh, you know, or are they just going to move they gonna on get? again?
1: Have you seen next year's schedule already? They play Miami UCF Florida State non conference.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's going to be a a little bit of a rough year there. Uh, yeah, a rough couple years here uh, in the swamp. Um, are you buying the thing? Vind- Vandy SEC Media Days, couple of first place votes. Uh, are you buying the Vandy resurgence here um, in what could be uh, their best team since uh, you know Jay Cutler was was smoking Marlboros on the sideline?
1: I'd buy uh, those a uh, couple guys that voted Vanderbilt first place. I'd buy them a couple one way tickets to the front line uh, <laughs> there in, in Ukraine. But uh, I don't, I don't get it. I, they should vote. I mean, I obviously I don't know how. You, I don't know how that's even allowed. To be honest with you, I, I just revoke their memberships or whatever. I know anybody can get hell. Even you could get a press pass there, Kanish. Uh, I've not there There's some people apparently to get into these media days, you just have
0: to like. Uh, I think the hammer could get us some press passes to get into these media days. And we start should just questions.
1: crash the, the party. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's not my. I don't. I. I don't want to. You know, nothing against uh, anybody, but uh, I don't want to listen to boomer and Buster from the local radio in Dothan Alabama talk I mean I just doesn't do me anything so if there's actually a show by that I apologize in advance uh, Auburn I think we kind of broke it down I'm not I don't love this year's roster but I love the future of Auburn football yeah um, I think it's simple uh, run the football running back positions their best group secondary is pretty good as well I, I think they'll be coached up to their best of their abilities they're just still as a roster as far as depth. Way behind the LSU's, the Alabama's, the world, and the West. You just don't have any gimmies there. Uh, Mississippi State, we already hit. Missouri team, we haven't talked about yet. Uh, what's? I think they're just where they've been the last couple of years, right around. I was gonna say
0: I think they're. I uh, have like no hot takes on this uh, Missouri team. For they, they seem to be very stagnant. I know they're, uh, they're collectives they are actually worders Are they're, they're trying to spend some money uh, to you know upgrade and get in there? The the coaching staff, drink doesn't really much for me um I, I just i again this it's a team that seems kind of uh just at their level here and and i don't know how you go from being kind of a you know a middling as they probably should have you know, I don't know if i was them i go you know uh, i think our friend of the show bud Elliott, says take the check take the losses uh when they came to the sec yeah. i don't know what they can do i think they should go back to the big 12 to, to you know if, if they want a shot at conference championships because it, it seems like they're they're in a position here much like, uh, you know, Mississippi or Kentucky in that where I, the ceiling is probably six, seven wins type of, type of team year after year um, where I, I don't know, and then not much has changed. This should be okay, but, um, I, again, I don't have much uh, in terms of takes either way on this Missouri team.
1: Yeah, I think on paper it should be uh, Drinkwitz's best team, but I don't know. We'll find another interesting game. They play Kansas State early on. Kansas State embarrassed them last year, so we'll see if they can make some headway there. Uh, in the non-con, uh, but I don't know. I don't think he's doing a bad job, Drinkwitz, but I also think right, right. he's doing a good job. I mean, I, so I don't know where that leaves him. They fired Odom for going basically 500, So and Drinkwitz has been 500, so I, that's where they've been at. They won a couple of division titles under Pinkle, but that was when George was down, Florida was down, Tennessee sucked, the whole East division was a total chaos, Vanderbilt was winning eight, nine games with James Franklin. Uh, those days aren't coming back anytime soon, so I, I just – They they are what they are um, in that regard. What also is what they are, Joey Kanish. Congrats, buddy. We just got through 10 previews together. Here, first time we've done this, all 10 previews. We are, I want to mention, starting up the weekly live shows, August the 7th. We we, we hope to start them at 5 o'clock, but, you know, some guy, I won't mention names here, I, it might be 5, five o'clock on the
0: dot for the live shows, baby. You got, right. got it. Don't worry.
1: All <laughs> right. So we will start those up. Uh, if you're watching this in the next week before we start them up, August the 7th, we will start bringing down week one on what we see there. We're going to hopefully start seeing some movement at camp reports, injuries, possibly. We can get you some uh, info there live, uh, but that's going to do it for me. Unless you got some closing thoughts on the SEC.
0: No, I think, uh, I think we wrapped it up. Glad we got through uh, the preview. Ready for ready for the season, Week uh, zero. For also can't wait for the Navy Notre Dame. I know you've been going back and forth with fans. I dropped it in a group chat. I had people in my college football group chat back and forth on that total and that. So I can't wait to get this started, baby. So uh,
1: it's going to be. Uh, I'm anxious to hear. You know who was saying over and under. It seems to be a lightning rod. I can't believe it, but what I mean. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, that Navy-Notre Dame total will get talked about on the August 7th show. Uh, That is the producer. That's not the producer. That's Joey Kanish. The producer extraordinaire is, of course, Zach Phillips. Guys, make sure you're hitting like and subscribe if you're watching. And also follow all our show updates. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at HitTheBooksHQ and at TheHammerHQ on Twitter. That'll do it for the SEC preview for Joey Kanish For Zach Phillips, I'm Brad Powers. You just watched HitTheBooks.